Hello, everybody. It's our Friday episode. You know what that means. College picks, but we're going to hold off on that until I get to give you a recap on Thursday Night Football. What happened? What took place? Well, you're going to find out right here on Max Sports. Last night, we had a primetime matchup between the Eagles and the Vikings. It was a very close fight. Honestly, I think there's a lot of takeaways to really see from this game. To start things off, we will talk about the overall recap. Eagles win it at home, beating the Vikings 34-28 on Thursday night football. They were the first to score. They looked like they were in control the majority of the game, while Minnesota had a late comeback and scored a couple touchdowns late. Um, It never really changed the outcome of the game. Philly was in control and had to lead the majority of it. Um, For Minnesota... I think that this was a big game changer for a lot of people. Kirk Cousins on primetime. That is a long-lasting joke. People always say, yeah, Kirk Cousins sucks on primetime. Statistically, he can't win on primetime. He never shows up. He never plays well. He was the best quarterback on the field last night. Yes, I said it, and I meant it. 31 completions on 44 attempts, 364 yards, Four touchdowns, zero picks, only two sacks. Wow. He was dealing. TJ Hawkinson had two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson had 160 yards. KJ Osborne had a touchdown. Jordan Addison, the rookie, had a touchdown. Add 72 yards on it as well. Cousins was a great quarterback last last night. Not a good quarterback, a great quarterback quarterback but you would think for how good he was they would have won well what ended up costing them turnovers once again the vikings get in their own way when it comes to turnovers these are their first few possessions in the first half punt that drive took a minute and 40 seconds then a one play fumble There's that was your second drive of the game. The third drive finally was a scoring drive, a touchdown that took five minutes off the clock. Beautiful. Next drive, fumble. Next drive, fumble. Next drive, negative five yards, punt. How on earth are are the Vikings ever supposed to win if that's how their drives are going? I'll tell you right now. If there's one thing that's going to cost this Minnesota Vikings team a playoff spot this year, it's going to be their run game and their offensive line. Kirk Cousins actually is playing very, very good right now. How's the run game doing? Let's go take a check on that. All right, so there were two teams obviously playing last night. One of them ran 48 times for 260 yards on the ground. And the other one ran nine times for a total of 28 yards. Yep, the other one was Minnesota. So, um, yeah, Minnesota's averaging a measly 3.1 yards a touch on the ground against Philly. They could not run the ball at all. Alexander Madison looked awful, fumbling, and again, averaging 3.5 yards a run that's not very good with a their longest run of the night being seven yards absolutely abysmal um deandre swift boston scott jalen hurts this was just a three-headed monster running the football they did a great job the majority of their touchdowns were on the ground as well with three total rushing touchdowns honestly 
the the Eagles just were able to control the game better. Uh, yeah, Minnesota was able to air it out with Cousins, but what wins in the NFL? Being able to get a lead and end the game. I will always say it. I'm trying to instill it in people's brains who don't get it. Running the football is not sexy. It's not cool. It's not on ESPN. But you know what it does? It gets you money. It gets you Super Bowls. It gets you wins. And you know what? The Vikings can't run the ball to save their lives. A lot of people, a lot of people had blamed Dalvin Cook for the struggles in the run game last year, despite being a 1,000-yard back, arguably for like the 80th season in a row. He'd been in Minnesota for like six years, and every year he seemed to have a 1,000-yard rushing season. I don't know why people always thought that he was the problem. I know he's getting older, but you know what? Madison doesn't look very good right now. That offensive line doesn't look very good right now. I'm surprised Cousins really, looking at the stats, only got sacked two times because it looked like he was getting pressured a lot against this Eagles defensive line. So overall, I think this was a great game. It is funny, once again, a team in the Minnesota Vikings that went 10-0 and in one-score games last year now start the season 0-2 in one-score games. Funny how that happens. For the Eagles, great performance at home against an opponent that should be pretty solid this year. I think they did everything they needed to do to prove again that this Eagles team is still legit, a still uh, still a Super Bowl contender this year. When it comes to the Vikings, I've lost a bit of faith in this team for a while. I don't think that the offensive line is, is legit, and I don't think the defense is is able to really keep them in games. If they can't run the ball and they're going to over-rely on passing, that'll help keep them in games at least because they're always going to be playing from behind. But man, if they don't get this run game going now, it's going to be abysmal. This is just not a very good running team. This is not a very good offensive line. And they need to, to really figure this out in a couple weeks because I'm looking at teams like Green Bay, Chicago, Detroit in their division. Green Bay runs the ball everywhere. Um, Chicago has a mobile quarterback. And Detroit is a run-first offense. So you have that versus a team that can't do that at all. If they're not able to you know, air the ball out or people start figuring out that they can't run the ball, it's going to be tough for this Vikings team. I am very worried after two weeks. For the Eagles, this looks just like the team last year. They finally figured it out on the run game. Somehow DeAndre Swift had 175 yards and a touchdown on 28 carries. Okay, I'm a little frustrated there because I was watching the game, and I'll be honest, I didn't realize DeAndre Swift knew to cut the ball upfield. Man, every year we had him in Detroit, he just decided to run to the outside. He he wasn't a up-and-down running back. He was a side-to-side running back. He never cut up field. So the fact that he's finally doing that for a new team now is a little frustrating. But, hey, he finally figured it out. Let's give him a little golf clap for that. Um. We're going to be jumping on over to our picks for the week in college football. There's some tough ones. I'm having a hard uh, time making stuff up. Maybe this segment will help me finally solidify who I want to pick this week. So, again, with the fa- um, fantasy football pickums, I, d- I am 1-0 for this weekend because I did pick Philly to win this one. Um, again, I will update you on if Kelsey plays. I might pick the Chiefs, but honestly, at this point, I'm just leaning Jacksonville. I might pick the Jags to just flat out win that game. So let's get into our picks for the weekend. Man, I was really feeling this yesterday. 
fresh air, crisp air, not too hot, not too cold. It is perfect outside. It's hoodie weather. It is fall. Finally, it, it's not too hot outside. It's not too humid outside. All the bugs went back to hell where they belong. Honestly, this is just perfect. It is football weather out here, finally. And this is something that I have been waiting for for too long now. I, I'm glad we are back. So, we have pick'em games. I'm going to try and pull up my sheet in a sec. I'm trying to find my college pick'em list here. Um, we got a whole slate of games. My percentage so far on correct picks is about 76% of the time. Not too bad, I guess. Um, we have a ton of games, though, here for us today to pick all on Saturday. So, to start things off, this is probably an interesting game for me because I'm not too sure yet on one of these teams. But we have Kansas State at Missouri. This is an interesting one because it's an out-of-conference matchup. Big 12 versus SEC. I haven't been too sure on the Missouri Tigers program for a couple of years now. Honestly, I haven't been able to follow this Tigers program for a while now. They haven't really been a big name contender at all in the SEC for quite some time now. But they are hosting the Kansas State Wildcats. Honestly, right now it has it as Kansas State as a minus 185 favorite. I, I think I'm probably going to take the Wildcats in this one over Missouri because I just know this Kansas State team a little more. It will be tough in a road environment. These two teams don't always play each other. But give me the Wildcats over the Tigers. On to the next one. We got the LSU Tigers versus the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I think Mississippi State has a long, tough rebuild on their hands. We don't need to even talk too much about how what happened to their previous head coach. Mike Leach, unfortunately, passed away to some health issues during the offseason. And again, they are off to a nice 2-0 start, but there's going to be a lot of rebuilding that comes with this program. Give me LSU in this one. I think they have a bit more talent. I think they have a bit more experience, especially in the quarterback's uh, position with Jaden Daniels. Give me Tigers. On to the next one. We got the Minnesota Golden Gophers at the North Carolina Tar Heels. I think both of these teams, despite being 2-0, have given up some ick performances. To start things off, we have Minnesota almost losing to the Nebraska team that just got absolutely stomped by Coach Prime and Colorado versus the North Carolina Tar Heels with a supposed... Um, NFL draft prospect in Drake May, and they almost lost to Appalachian State. Okay, so we have two decently named programs that are both undefeated, and both of them have underperformed. The, honestly, I think this could lead to a game where we check the score and immediately go, oh my gosh, one of these is up 14 nothing already? I, didn't, I thought this was going to be a closer game. As of right now, North Carolina is the favorite. I'm going to pick them because I like the quarterback play more. I don't trust Minnesota's offense at all. Honestly, I think Minnesota is only 2-0 because they play in a weak Big Ten West. I think it's the worst conference in all of Power 5 football. I think the Gophers will be exposed this weekend by the Tar Heels. On to the next one. We got Virginia Tech, Vatech. Going to play the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I'm going to take Rutgers on this one. 
I think this is an easy pick. Virginia Tech is in a long rebuild. I have not seen this Virginia Tech program look good in probably about a decade now at this rate. Um, Rutgers, I'm not very sold on them as well, but you know what? It is a non-conference matchup. They're hosting at home, and they've proven more to me than Virginia Tech has this season. Give me the Scarlet Knights. This one has to be probably my hardest pick of the weekend, and I'm looking at Tennessee versus the Florida Gators. Tennessee is a top-ranked team in the nation. They are 11th. Um, look, going into the, the swamp of the Florida Gators, this is a big rivalry game. It is a night game as well. I'm having a hard time. I want to go with Florida, but I don't trust their offense. I still don't like Graham Mertz at quarterback, and we already saw what happened with them against Utah. I'm trying to decide, though, what do I like more? The Gators on the road against Utah, where they played fairly well, but again, it was backup quarterbacks, and they ended up losing uh, as Utah pulled away late. Or do I like them at home versus Tennessee? This is a real tough one here. I'm actually really stuck here. I don't love this Tennessee team. I, I think there's times where they've hung around with competition a little too long or start off slow. If they start slow in a night game, a rivalry game against the Gators, it could end up being an upset here. I will still pick Tennessee, but I would not be surprised coming to you guys on a Monday and saying, wow, not surprised this upset happened. I'm trying to take the safe pick here, though. Give me the balls. On to the next one. We got the Pittsburgh Panthers versus the West Virginia Mountaineers. So West Virginia's first loss of the season came at the hands of the Penn State Nittany Lions. Now they're playing another non-conference team from Pennsylvania and the Pittsburgh Panthers. Okay. Weird non-conference schedule. They really scheduled a gauntlet. Um, but here we are at the Mountaineers are going to play Pitt. I like the Mountaineers in this one. They have the home field advantage. I think this is a pick them, uh, just a toss up. So give me West Virginia. On to the next one. We got the Syracuse Orange going to the Purdue Boilermakers. So I still don't know what to think about this one. I don't. I think that the Purdue Boilermakers are in a bit of an identity crisis. They lost their head coach, Jeff Brom, last year. He really embraced the program. He's off at Louisville now. Um, I'm looking at this Purdue team and really wondering what we're getting because it's a new regime, it's a new coach, and we don't know how ready they are for a full season yet. Sometimes the first year of a program is not exactly what the expectations should be. Usually it's a losing record or a 500 record. Will one of those games that they get be this one, though? I think there is a chance. Everyone talks about the spoiler makers. It's a hard place to play. It's a night game. I'm trying to talk myself into this one. I think it's going to be a closer one than people think. 73% of people have the orange. Should I do it? Should I do it? Uh, you know what? I'm going to do it. Give me the Boilermakers with the upset against the orange. Moving on to the next one. We got the TCU Horn Frogs playing their new Big Ten rival, or not Big Ten, Big 12 rivals in the Houston Cougars. Um, this is now a Big Ten game. Oh, my gosh. This is now a Big 12 game. There we go. Um, Houston used to be in the American Conference. Now they've upgraded to the Big 12, like I just said. Um, they're going in and hosting, I think this is their Big 12 debut, against the reigning defending national champion runner-ups in the TCU Horn Frogs. 
Give me TCU in this one. I think that they are going to pull off a win. It is a night game. I am a little worried about that, but I still think that TCU has a bit more talent than this Houston team this season. Next, we got Colorado State going to Colorado for a 10 p.m. kickoff. My goodness, I'm going to be in bed by the time this game happens. Colorado is prime time football, must-see TV right now. Shadour Sanders is an NFL prospect and a Heisman candidate. Coach Prime is absolutely kicking it in college football right now, and you can already tell. If For those who didn't see this story, Colorado State's quarterback, or not quarterback, coach, came out and pretty much was ripping on Coach Prime, saying that he doesn't act like an adult, and, you know, real men take their glasses and their hats off when they speak to other adults. Bottom line, congrats, Colorado State. You gave ammo for Colorado to not put the gas, you know, not lift the break off and uh, go full gas on you guys for four straight quarters. This is going to be a routing. Colorado's going to beat them. And you know what? Thanks a lot, Colorado, because now they're going to beat you by a million, just what everyone knew what was going to happen. Uh, and Colorado State's going to get absolutely creamed. And Coach Prime's going to say, I took it personal, just like Michael Jordan. And everyone's going to be like, yeah, yeah, he did. This was not going to be a game to begin with. Give me the buffs. Give, give him by like 30. This is not going to be a close game at all. On to our final game of the night, 10.30 p.m. kickoff. My goodness. Again, I will be snoring up a storm by then. Fresno State at Arizona State. Give me the Fresno State Bulldogs. They already knocked off Purdue this year. I don't think Arizona State is a good program at all by any means. Give me Fresno. Um, the tiebreaker for me in this one, how many points will be scored in Tennessee versus Florida? You know what? We'll do a flat 70. It's going to be a high-scoring affair, I think. So those are the picks. We'll go through them real quick one more time. Kansas State over Mizzou. LSU over Mississippi State. Tar Heels oh, at home over the Gophers. Scarlet Knights over Vatech. Volunteers on the road over Florida Gators in the Swamp. Mountaineers of West Virginia over the Pittsburgh Panthers. Boilermakers. Should I say Spoilermakers? I'm hoping for it against the Syracuse Orange. TCU Horned Frogs over the Houston Cougars. Coach Prime over Colorado State and Fresno over the Sun Devils. Those are the picks. They're locked in. We'll see how they have how they turn up at the end of the weekend. Well, I'm excited to see how these turn up. Uh, again, let's see. Overall on ESPN, I can't see who has the leaderboard. If anyone went undefeated, there is still one person that has gone undefeated in the picks on ESPN College Pick'em. They are 20 and 0. My goodness, I feel like they must know the script or something like that. But um, I'm out here guessing and doing my best with the research I know. So <laughs> um, you can still play along. You will be a couple weeks behind now, but you can still play for fun, for bragging rights, whatever the case is. Um, again, what do you think of these picks? Anyone's weird? Anyone's wrong? You can play along and figure out for yourself. My name's Max. This has been Max Sports. Have an amazing football-filled week. Hopefully your team wins unless they're playing my team. Uh, of course, and uh, go Lions, go Spartans. If they can manage to have a decent performance on the field, I'm, I'm not going to be able to watch it. I'll be at a wedding, but um, I'll give you recaps of my favorite games of the week. Enjoy your college football. Enjoy your NFL football. Enjoy your primetime football. Again, this has been Max Sports. Have a great weekend. Adios.